Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is April 22nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well with good spirits and high hopes. As for me, doing pretty good. It is a nice and pleasant start on my Saturday. I woke up way too early, as is tradition, and, um, you know, it's hung out. Did my little workout thing, uh, did a little research, and here we are. And now we're we're doing the news. Well, you know, we're getting there, about to be. Uh, let's see, not much uh, personal in between this episode and last, so I'll go ahead and take my break, and then we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, food corner, our beverage corner. I had some Starbucks coffee. I made it. So, yeah. Starbucks at home. Be your own barista. All right. From the Associated Press, Supreme Court preserves access to abortion pill for now. Let's see. The Supreme Court on Friday preserved women's access to a drug used in the most common method of abortion, rejecting lower court restrictions while a lawsuit continues. The justices justices granted emergency requests from the Biden administration and New York-based Danco Laboratories, maker of the drug Mephipristone. They are appealing a lower court ruling that would roll back Food and Drug Administration's approval of methapristone. Uh, this drug has been around uh, in the U.S. since 2000, and 5 million people have used it. But, you know, ever since that whole situation with, um, like, the Judge Case Marish, I can never pronounce his name correctly, whatever, fuck him, um, you know, they were more or less able to overturn that. You know, he said this is like a chemical uh, abortion, da, da 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 which is not how the drug is supposed to be interpreted. That's hence why it was allowed. Um, that all being said, um, this is, uh, you know, a good thing for now. Uh, with the, the Supreme Court ruling this way, it more or less allows the drug to be unfooled around with. Because I think last time we, we left it, the Fifth Appeals Court was saying, oh, well, we will take it to 2016. You know, that'll be fine. Which was doing a big stripping away, at, you know, just at that level. That being said, excuse me, we don't know how the uh, justices will wind up ruling. In the situation, they do say that Alito and, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Clarence, god damn it. Fucking Clarence. Clarence Thomas. Um, they wanted to allow the restrictions to take effect. So essentially saying that they were going to be hyper-restrictive here and they were going to just go along with whatever. You know, say, hey, yeah, let's just let it roll out and they can, you know, deal with it until we actually come out with a full ruling on how we 
you know, all feel or whatever. But essentially said, you know, the rest said, no, let's just keep things as they are. And then we'll come up with a ruling, you know, uh, I guess for next year. Um, so, yeah. That being said, there are going to be more appeals, more fights that are going to have to keep coming to the uh, Supreme Court. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, I mean, if if that's the case, then at least it's from, you know, the liberal side, you know, hey, they're doing at least their job fighting for this shit so that, you know, it's not completely banned. But at the same time, it just feels very defensive and you don't know how long you can be defensive in these kind of things. Uh Let's see here. I think that's more or less all I really wanted to cover from there. There is more here if you'd like to read it to kind of go through uh, just the recent history. But we've talked about that a lot in the pod, so I don't really want to dwell on that. Let's see. From the Associated Press. Oklahoma official who discussed killing reporters resigns. This was this was a fun one. Like, literally hearing the recordings of this shit, like, I don't even want to say, like, oh, it made me mad. It floored me. Like... It's upsetting, but it's it's just all too common that people just get so casual here. And we'll get into, you know, the logistics of this. Was this right? Ethical? Fuck. But at the end of the day, these people were literally in, a, you know, their place of business, you know, doing government work, uh, talking shit, saying these kind of fucking just disgusting things. But let's let's start from the top. A county commissioner in far southeast Oklahoma who was identified by a local newspaper as one of several officials caught on tape discussing killing reporters and lynching black people has resigned from office. Kevin, uh, let's see, Kevin Stitt's office confirmed Wednesday. Uh, Stitt spokesperson Carly Atchison said the office received a handwritten resignation letter from McCurtain County Commissioner Mark Jennings. So this is the guy who's taking the main brunt of it, I guess. But at the same time, uh, there were more people in the room. Also, just, you know, kind of doing some more research here outside of the article. I think he goes to uh, Stitt. And asked him, like, as this all hits the fan and everything, he's like, well, what should I do? And I believe it's more or less to the effect of, you should resign. <laughs> like, like, there is no thing we can do here, bro. Like, you said the craziest shit out loud. And people laughed at it and you just kept cooking. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, people heard that now. Like, that's out in the streets now. Like, they're not happy. They're protesting outside of our building. No, no, this isn't good. Um, but yeah, he says he's resigning immediately and he plans to release a formal, formal statement in the near future regarding the events in our county. Uh, see if I can find the quotes here in the article. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, the officials did not address the recorded discussion which we are going to get to. Uh, oh, let me read some of the quotes. This is what I wanted. Um, Jennings tells Clardy and Manning, these are all people who are in the room, I know where two deep holes are dug if you ever need them. The sheriff responds, I've got an excavator. So like, like what the fuck? Like, oh, I'm gonna help you. And this is essentially in regards to two reporters, one of which left the actual recording there. 
uh, they they left their recorder. It was a voice activated recorder, so when people start talking, it turns on, and starts recording. Uh, he left it in this building because of the fact that um, the reporters have been constantly trying to you know get access they are allowed to to I believe like documents and recording or like. They're supposed to have this kind of access that they have been withheld lately since they kind of started speaking out against uh, the sheriff's office. Uh, there's been, like, killings and stuff. Like, someone got murdered with a stun gun in a situation, and they did some recordings on it. Also, the other son of, like, one is the father. He's been a longtime journalist. And the other one is the son of said journalist. Uh, the son did a report, which... It was like this eight part series thing. And essentially, I, let's read a little bit more though before I keep going here. Um, it's Bruce William, Wilmington and I believe Chris Wilmington. Yeah, uh, those are the two men. But um, Jennings also says he's known uh, two or three hitmen in Louisiana, adding they're very quiet guys. Like, which is one, don't hire a hitman. Don't, don't do it. Um, more on that in another episode, but like, don't, 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 <laughs> just don't hire a hitman. If you've got a grudge against someone, if you've got an ax to grind, don't do it. Just don't do it. That That's what we say at Isaiah's newsstand. You should think about it and walk it back. Also, hitman aren't real. Hitman aren't real. If you're talking to a hitman, it's a fed. It's a fucking fed. It's a cop. It is not who you think it is. And if it is who you think it is, it's not going to go well for you. You're going to wish it wasn't. And also, whatever you're offering them, they you shouldn't be able to afford a hitman. Let's say that, okay? <laughs> you just shouldn't be. You can't. Capitalism kind of caps you out here. If you're able to listen to this podcast, you can't afford a hitman. I'm just, I'm just leveling with you. That is just a fact. Um, let's see. Oh, and there's more. There's more. Like I said, he kept cooking ravioli, ravioli. In the recording, Jinning also appears to complain about not being able to hang black people, saying they got more rights than we got. <laughs> they got a right to life. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. Um, let's see here. But Bruce Wilmington told the AP um, the recording was made when he left a voice-activated recorder inside the room after the county commissioner's meeting because he suspected the group was conduct or continuing to conduct county business after the meeting had ended the violation of, in violation of the state's Open Meeting Act. Wilming, Wilmington, I'm saying Wilmington, I'm sorry, Willingham, Willingham, Bruce Willingham and Chris Willingham, um, said he twice spoke with attorneys to be sure he was doing nothing illegal. Now, I'm sure that's going to be, you know, like a kind of lawsuit kind of thing or whatever, but it seems to be within reason that if you're in a, um, like a building where, like, there isn't an expression of privacy, which is what they were doing, like, they were in that building, uh, the government office, whatever, service office, whatever, um, they were supposed to like literally be done doing work but essentially they were kind of doing work and just kind of bullshitting kind of just like kind of doing like uh like scrap time at work almost which is why it's almost funny to me because don't get me wrong i'm not saying i'm okay with racism i'm not saying i'm okay with saying fucked up shit 
What I'm saying is this is very stupid to talk like this here. And it goes to show how comfortable these people are with the situation. And they just feel like at ease talking like this. And they feel secure talking like this. Because if you were literally having this conversation anywhere else, like let's say they took this to the bowling alley and the, you know, the journalist tried to record it. This would be really fucked up shit to hear, but it would, they would be allowed to do it. Like, most likely. They would get away scot-free here. The fact of the matter is, it's all about location, 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 and these motherfuckers were dumb enough to do it here. Like, and like I said, they were literally trying to, you know, block the press and essentially block them out because they're like, oh, no, they're going to do bad press against us. We don't want to fucking have them around. We don't want them snooping around, which is like, no, that's illegal. You're not allowed to do that. So that's what kind of pressed them to do this kind of shit. Also, I'm not sure if it was Jennings who does the slander. Um... Let's see. Separately, Chris Willingham has has filed a federal lawsuit against the sheriff's office. Clardy Manning, Clardy Manning and the board of commissioners alleging Manning slandered him after he wrote an eight part series of articles detailing problems inside the sheriff's office. Um, But like some of the shit he says, um, Manning made these made these and other false statements about Wilmington. Oh, here it is. Uh, The lawsuit, which was filed the same day the recording was made, alleges that after the series was published, Manning told a third party during a teleconference that Chris Willingham exchanged marijuana for sexually explicit images of children from a man who had been arrested on a child sex abuse image charges. So essentially, he just hears that this guy has been writing this shit and he's like oh this guy's just doing blah 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 like he's fucking fucking kids like and it's like dude what like do you have any evidence of this and it's like no it doesn't look like it he's just talking the shit on a teleconference so like i said these guys got way too fucking comfortable and it's finally come around and bit some of them in the ass at one of them, I should say. It really should be hitting all of them. As far as I'm concerned, they all should be resigning. And I hope uh, the people of Oklahoma keep fucking protesting and keep pushing on these motherfuckers to go, to leave. Because what the fuck? Like, I, you can't feel safe when these people are, you know, in, just in higher power like this. It's just fucked up. It's gross. It's disturbing. Um, so, yeah, like I said, fight the power. You gotta do that shit at the state level, the local level. It's really the most effective thing you can do for yourself personally. Um, at least to make the biggest change in your life. Uh, let's see. From Reuters. Canadian federal workers strike over wages. Work from home guarantees. Uh, about 155,000 federal workers in Canada walked off the job on Wednesday after failing to reach a deal for higher wages and work-from-home guarantees, a strike that affects a range of public services, services from tax returns to passport renewals. The Public Service Alliance of Canada, or PSAC Union, and federal government said negotiations are ongoing and liberal prime minister uh, Justin Trudeau stressed the urgency 
of resolving the dispute. Sorry, I laugh whenever I think about Justin Trudeau. Because he's such a pleasant dude, but I just fucking dislike him. Because I dislike anyone who does fucking blackface. <laughs> like, just, he's so weird. He's just, and his hair is always wet. Like, at least it looks wet to me. I don't know, man. Um, whatever. Uh, but this is a big strike. It's a big deal. A lot of people. And it's going to, you know, have a big effect on, you know, obviously Canada and, you know, some of those, you know, ramifications, you know, especially if we're talking about just commerce abroad, you know, just could affect internationally. But, you know, obviously we fucking support it here on this fucking podcast because it is people fighting for their rights. Uh, I think, like, overall, Canada wanted to provide, like, 9%, but the inflation is at 8.1 right now, and it's held there so far. Could go up. We never know if I can know, but it's sure as shit not going down. That being said, in an age of inflation, uh, it's the Wild West. You don't know what's going to get higher, what's going to go, you know, stay the same. Like, it's scary. Every month is a dynamic change, potentially. So, you know, across the board, I think they are asking for at least above 13%. So that is what they're fighting over. I think as high as like 22% uh, price rage increase, as well as those work for home things. So, I mean, it's a big deal. The contract negotiations cover two main groups of employees, 120,000 workers under the treasury board and more than 35,000 revenue service or revenue agency workers. So, I mean, this is definitely a big deal. Like I said, could have uh, ramifications. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I will keep you posted on any updates. Um, but we have more Canada news. Canada, part two. Part deux. I don't know. Quebecois. <laughs> um, from CBS News. Nearly $15 million of gold. I love gold. Uh, valuables stolen from Toronto Airport. Sorry. Um, gosh, it's heist mode, y'all. Uh, put on your your shysties, your balaclavas. <laughs> um, a container carrying gold and other high-value items worth at least $20 million Canadian, um, more than $14.8 million U.S. dollars, uh, was stolen Monday from Toronto's Pearson Airport, according to police. The cargo arrived in an aircraft early in the evening. Uh, let's see. And then the container was then off. Uh, then the container was then on lo- unloaded, sorry, and transported to a holding facility in accordance with the airport's standard procedures for air cargo. Sometime after this, roughly five square foot container uh, was removed by legal means and reported missing to the police shortly afterwards. So it, it was just like it was just like a drop-off pickup. Uh, they don't know who did it which is slick like we are um, they they got away with it like we don't know uh i definitely if we find out anything any lick of it because i i would love to cover like the aftermath of this how this gets wrapped up if people really got away with it. It, it the thing is too it's not just gold 
there was other monetary value. Vol- there were other monetary items of value. Uh, so I mean, who knows? But I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of moolah. Uh, I, I I just couldn't imagine. I I they they say oh this is a very rare isolated incident. Also, they added that uh, there's a bit of public sector involved here where it's like there was like this warehouse attached to the airport and that's how the culprits were probably able to get in. And there was no potential threat to any civilians in terms of like flight risks or like, I don't know, terrorism or what have you. But I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Okay, cool. But they got away with the money, right? Like, so they got away with it clean. Uh, so we'll see. I, I Like I said, I don't know any leads or anything like that. But if I hear anything, you know it'll be on the pod. And we got one more thing to cover for today. Before I let you go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. From ABC News, two Iowa teens plead guilty in Spanish teachers' uh, beating death. Now, this is uh, more or less a conclusion. I mean, if I can catch the sentencing, I will definitely put this on the pod for sure. Uh, but that might be even on a pay, like a Patreon paywall thing. I don't know. Um, but two Iowa teenagers admitted helping ambush and kill their high school Spanish teacher who was beaten to death in a park with a baseball bat. Both pleaded guilty Tuesday to first-degree murder. Um, the, uh, let's see, the prosecutor said Will, Willard Miller and Jeremy Goodale carried out the 2021 attack on Nohima, Nohima, Nohima Grabber, um, because of a bad grade she had given Miller, the two were 16 at the time. Like, this shit is stranger than fiction to me. I, I don't know if it was the pressure. I don't know if there was just more to it. But like I said, like, you could make a Netflix doc off of these two kids alone in this whole event. Definitely really fucked up. Uh, essentially, though, <coughs> they talked to the teacher after class about... Uh, like they planned this though by the way like this this was about two weeks of planning they wind up i believe um getting goodale first because he like confesses and like a snapchat kind of confession to like a friend or something like that but he winds up you know telling the story of everything that happens they they talk to grabber she's you know i guess doesn't give them an answer that works for them they know that she goes and takes walks at this park nearby. So they wind up planning an ambush for her and they wind up leaving with her body and her car. I believe it's like a van or something like that. And, you know, it winds up yeah, hidden under a tarp in uh, the park. So um, I think it was in like a different park, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, let me just read the Fairfield high, which also another thing that threw me off here is I 
went to a Fairfield High School, and this is a different Fairfield High School. You know, obviously Iowa, I'm in Ohio, so it's like uh, eerie, but whatever. Uh, the Fairfield High School teacher's body was found hidden in the park under a tarp, wheelbarrow, and railroad ties. The town of Fairfield is home of 9,400 people and is around 100 miles southeast of Des Moines. Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, the agreement, though, they were charged as adults, and they'll get uh, between 30 years and life in prison, but they will have the possibility of parole. So, like, that's, you know, the difference, because, like, they committed this crime in 16. I think they're, like, 17, 18 now, I believe. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think it's good, at least, they, you know, they do get a chance of parole. Maybe that's something that maybe makes people upset. But that, that, that makes sense to me. That being said, obviously, very fucked up crime. And just crazy that it's over a Spanish grade. Like... That's, that's like, just, I don't know. It reminds me of, like, the, the one kid in Breakfast Club who's like, I got, like, he brought a flare gun because, you know, he couldn't get, like, a bad grade in, like, Home Ec or Woodshop or whatever the fuck. Um, I, I just couldn't imagine killing someone over a grade. I was really about my shit in terms of, like, keeping a good grades up. Like, I was, like, like a class kid, a student, uh, whatever. I was trying to do that, and at least until, like, about junior, senior year, and then I kind of realized, like, oh, you can coast into college from here. Like, you'll have your credits. You're fine. Like, you're good. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all we really got for today. <sighs> Excuse me. Sorry. Burping. I know it's very unprofessional. <laughs> Uh, but that's all we got for the day. If you would like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash Isaiah News, you get access to bonus episodes. I do one every week. Uh, also, you can get a fast link, quick link to the Discord. Uh, also, you can just find me for that. I can just give that to you. Uh, then also you become a newsie at the top of the month. I do a shout out to all the newsies on the Patreon and I, uh, you know, obviously we'll say your name and if you have something that you'd like me to shout out, either project you're working on, thing you're doing, I will gladly do that. And I usually prioritize any kind of news you want me to cover or talk about, you know, obviously if you want to, you know, throw me a thing, you know, a little bone, I'll take it. I'll, you know, bury it somewhere, you know, live, <laughs> record it, whatever. Um, that being said, hit me up with news, even if you're not a newsie. I love news. I love talking about news. Three uh, ways to hit me up, news one at gmail.com, and I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Pretty easy to find. All the other socials, pretty much there. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's about it. Um, thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in, and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.